on my Harlem niggas, my BK niggas. Back up town, baby, Lennox Ave. My Oye's on Broadway all day. Uh, come on. Hey, yo, you love the way I rap black. Step F back. But we have a gun to test chat. Respect that. Yo, we back. Talk Nice Podcast with your boy Bezo. Back again, another episode, and you know I'm never by myself. I got my guy with me, Mr. Selfmade, 80, he in the building. We're here to talk shop, do what we usually do. What's going on, Core? How you feeling today? I'm good, man. I'm feeling good, Can't complain? Yeah, I can't complain. I hear that, definitely. Football weekend. Um, Actually, games wasn't that great, in my opinion. Felt like an off week with these games. Um, nothing really exciting, exciting. Uh, those posts, I guess. Only thing you could really say is uh, the uh, Dolphins-Bills game, I guess, was exciting because um, the Dolphins took that W, which was, I guess, to some people, surprising the way the Bills stomped the mud hole in the Titans two weeks ago. I guess they thought they was going uh run rough shot over the whole AFC and Miami was like, nah, not right now. We got we got some firepower. So that was interesting, but other than that, week was a dud. What'd you think? Any other games you thought was interesting this week? Um, that game was that didn't game definitely interesting. I think I was listening to something. I think Tyreek Hill might have said it like uh, Miami got their stadium set up to where the home, like when they home, like on their home side, they get the shade. But the away side, they sideline get nothing but the heat. So I found that I thought that was interesting because they pointed out like how you know most teams probably most teams are gonna be used to that humidity, um, yeah. heat and stuff like that. So I was like, man, that is interesting. That's kind of smart that they make sure their side is like got the shade, and then like the away team, they was having like the umbrellas on. Uh, the cold towers just to keep them the bills cool, but uh, but you know they kind of made it uh they still kind of made it uh, tough. Uh, really, bills. I think they was out with a couple of key players, especially on defensive side. So you know for yeah. go down to like the last you know the last play of the game, which was uh I'm pretty sure you seen it with the bills off the court. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh man. What what a yeah. was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I because I wasn't watching it, I was working and I was listening and they was talking about it and I'm like I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, Oh, okay, Dolphins is up and it I think it was like a minute and change left and I'm like, Oh, they got it in the bag. Yeah. And all of a sudden I picked up my phone and I was like, Buffalo got the ball back. I said, Let me go check and see what happened. And sure enough I seen the image of the dude punting and kicking the dude in the ass, right. um, and I'm like, oh, they about to get Buffalo. They about to get a game away, and of course, unfortunately, Josh Allen came up short. Um, but definitely opportunities. I thought the game was uh, competitive, which I thought it would be, but I thought Buffalo may have had the experience factor, being that Miami just now putting things together and um, trying to win. So I was, I was kind of. Like, okay, they may make it, you know, interesting early, but then Buffalo should buckle down. But you're right, a couple of those defenders being out for the uh, Bills kind of made the difference in the game with the Dolphins. But 
you know, those are two teams I expect to be there. From looking for the first three weeks, anything can happen with the Dolphins. They could fall off a cliff. But as you know, the Bills is going to be there. Um, but that picture, the picture of the punter is going to be in the Football Hall of Fame um, <laughs> at some point uh, soon. So, uh, But it was definitely a good game. Other than that, we jump right into Monday night um, rivalry game up in the Meadowlands. Uh, Giants, Cowboys, big game. They've been talking all week. Giants is 2-0. Uh, this is a different Giants team. This ain't just same old Giants. Yada, yada, yada. Saquon Barkley is back. Cowboys don't got a chance. Uh, with Cooper Rush. That Giants defense is stingy. This, that, and third. I heard it all week. And I'm like, okay. So Monday comes. And it took a while. But the Cowboys got it right. They got their formula right. And that defense that defense is super elite, bro. Super elite, bro. Like that front seven is nasty. I mean, nasty. You got Micah, you got Tank, you got um, Dorrance Armstrong, and then you got Donovan Wilson is a goddamn missile coming from either side or the middle. Uh, he was all over the place, and this has been three weeks in a row, just gathering tackles and when he hits you I think somebody said it on one of the shows he's like when he hits you you're going down there's no breaking through a Donovan Wilson tackle he putting you on your ass and you're going to remember it so um, appreciate the win shout out to all uh, my Giants fans back home in New York you know, bum ass niggas um, shout out to y'all though y'all know how that go um, definitely I, I, I liked the offense and the way um, they mixed it up with the running, Pollard had 105 yards. Zeke had 73 in a uh, in a tutty uh, to go with those 73 yards. And then Cooper Rush looked settled back there. That that O line is keeping them clean, and he's able to go through his progressions. And of course, we had the annual or weekly CD Lamb drop. But he made up for it uh, on that uh, last drive that put that put the touchdown. Uh, phenomenal one hand catch in the end zone. A um, couple catches for the first down, and then he got loose down the sideline for about an 18, 19 yard uh, gain. So overall, I like the way we look. Um, I like the like I said that defense. I get excited when they get on the field. What was your overall thoughts of the game? Um, it was a good. It was a good. The second half was better. Um, you know, we struggled to score points in the first half, but um, it was just mental mistakes that we was making. You know, the penalties that I feel like we still got to clean up. You know, got to be more disciplined. You know, Mike McCarthy talk about that's the emphasis. But you know, some of them was ticky tack. You know, what I'm saying. Um, uh, I like how um, it seems like Kellen Moore uh, has a. Found a heavy, I mean, not a heavy, but a, a, a healthy balance between running the ball with Zeke and Paula, like Shannon carries. I think like mm-hmm. Paula had 17, Zeke had 15. And then I found that was interesting, you know, towards the end of the game, they kind of let Paula uh, kind of like run the clock out and, and get those yards because, you know, he's normally Zeke that does that. Um, the two tight end sets, the 12 personnel. That looked good. Um, I really like our young tight ends, Ferguson and um, Hendershot. Um, Hendershot. Yeah, uh, it seems like we didn't miss 
you know, show so much. Um, they were blocking their ass off on, on um, Monday night. I really, really uh, enjoy watching them um, take matters on their whole, you know, on hands and blocking, blocking linebackers, blocking defensive ends, and they wasn't struggling at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it seems like Kellen Moore called uh, better, you know, game plan this um, past Monday. It seems like um, he called a lot of plays to get his playmakers open or the receivers open. Um, like that, that on that CD drive, I liked how he motioned Pollard in, um, and then Pollard ran, ran behind Rush and Zeke, and then they faked the handoff to Zeke, and then they threw it to, uh, fake, he faked it like they was throwing to Pollard, and it looked like it was a screen because CD man came and just went straight, but CD did a good job of like block, act like he was blocking, and then he had um they had Noah Looks Brown, off. yeah they have Noah Brown like a yeah. his man and keep the safety away from where CD was, and CD was wide open. Um, you know he almost scored off that, and then of course you know with the one hand, um you know I just hope like that one hand cast give him confidence, like you know uh with CD like you know like we be saying you know he has like you know some annual drops that. As Cowboy fans, it can be frustrating because I feel like with CD, he makes the easy catches look hard, and then he'll make the hard catches like that one hand look easy. So I feel like if he can mm-hmm. just get out of his head sometimes, sometimes I feel like he's fighting the ball. You know, I just feel like if he can just not fight the ball so much and just concentrate with just looking the ball in his hands and, you know, just worry about trying to score, making the defender miss once he lift the ball in his hands and, you know, once you see the next defender after you catch it, you know, worry about all that after you secure the ball, you know, because that's the most important thing. But, um, but, uh, you know, we, uh, like you said, Rush looked good. Um, we gave him some pocket, um, some time in the pocket, the, the pass. Um, he was poised. He was getting the ball out quick. And they say he's like getting the ball out 2.4 seconds, um, which is really good. Um, uh, with Peters, uh, playing left guard. He, oh, he man. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you that left side. Yes. Peters got in there, and Smith next to him, they cleared it out. That was the um, what the forty-eight yard uh, scamper for Pollard right. behind that Peters block. So, bro, that left side can be can be deadly. Yes. With Peters and Smith there, they can clear it out, and because I was like, they can't. There's nothing they can do with neither one of them. The whole game on that side, like they just clearing it out, and Peter's so big. So I was, I was surprised. Yeah, Peter's so big, and then you get Tyler on the left side. You know, just um, the way he on that twenty six yard, the way he was just in open space, just knocking three giants to come <laughs> off the feet. I was like, oh my god! Like, I mean, then he got. Then I think he fell down as he was. He can't get tackled, and he got up and was ready to hit some more. I was like. Man, you gotta love that. You know, he seems like he's getting real comfortable. Um, it seems like he's getting better each, each, um, each play, each rep. Um, and then, like you say, the defense, man, just, you know, we haven't had a defense like this in so long, man. It's just happy to see, like, they're gelling, like, um, they're just fast. They're after the ball. Tank look great. Like, I mean, he was giving Evan Neal fits. Back then, you know, oh like God. I said last week, you know, I felt like their offensive line was terrible outside of that tackle and Thomas, but like anywhere from that left guard to that right tackle, 
you can put, you can expose them, and that's what we did. And um, you know, Micah didn't have any sacks, but if you really pay attention to the game, he made impact. Like that one play, um, I think he was lined up on it'll be on the defense left side, and he knocked the. Well, he bowled over the uh, guard, and when he smacked Daniel Jones. Oh my gosh, I yeah. thought that hit me. I was like, damn, Micah, like that man got a family, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, Michael. Yeah, very impactful, man. He, impactful the whole. Like I was watching, and I'm like, he. I was. I had tweeted. I said, and to me, in my opinion, I said, Mike uh, Michael Parsons is gonna make life easier for Dorrance Armstrong. Like Dorrance Armstrong will benefit the most from that Michael Parsons presence because we know Tank is Tank, and of course, he can beat mismatches, but. Like, huh? Fowler, Dante Fowler. Yeah, and down yeah. Anybody on that right side, <clears throat> I think when you line up Micah on the left side with Tank, they put so much emphasis on that side. Like speaking from the offensive side, from that right side of having protection and making sure that they're accounted for. That's why I said Dorrance Armstrong or Dante Fowler, whoever's on that um, right side of the defense is going to benefit because you have to account for Michael Parsons regardless if he gets the sack or not. Like, all game, he was disruptive. He was in the backfield, and and they're paying attention to him, and they're rolling right into either Tank or they're rolling on the other side right into Dorrance Armstrong. And, you know, Giants offensive line, of course, is in shambles, but they've been doing that for three weeks. Like, they did it with the Bucks. It was pressure. They did it. Um, against the Bengals, who had another banged up line, and I don't see, I see them doing it against the um, against Washington this Sunday um, as well. I think they're gonna make life hell for Wentz, um, but yeah, you're right. And then Dan I'm, Quinn is, uh, Dan Quinn is, he he got, yeah, like he, I don't know what magic he got, but he got them boys playing yeah, for the. I was listening to him um, the press conference yesterday. Uh, I can't remember. Who asking the question? But he's basically just saying like how last year he was just trying stuff with like Michael, like you know with you know rushing from DA and just like with the other defenders because you know it was his first year. He's trying to learn their strength, you know, versus mm-hmm. his weaknesses. Just trying to understand them. And he said now with just being just being a year under the belt with them and knowing their strengths. It's like he can add more things to the defense and add more responsibilities for them because he knows what they can and can't do. But he knows the majority of what they can really do, and they can just um, feed off that and just make this, the defense strength and, like, how, you know, they're not – like, you know, with all that, like, how strong our defensive line is depth-wise. And, like, he was just saying, like, you know, most teams that have a deep line like that, you know, a lot of guys want to like, you know, play and stuff like that. Of course, uh, you know, have a lot of playing time. But with this group, like, it doesn't really, you know, of course they want to play, but really, it's not a big issue because he wants to make sure everybody play. But they all for one, like they all together, they want to see. Yeah. And then um, I was good to see um, Trayvon get a pick um, towards in the game. You know, he, he should have had like two. That first one, he should have had that one. That first one he came in, yeah. he should have first one that went through his hands. Yeah, he should have had that. That should have been a pick six. Yeah. And then another one, he jumped it. Yeah, that and he just was. missed it. Yeah, it just went. Through yeah, he, crazy. Yeah. Man. yeah, yeah, 
But it seems like that maybe that might start breaking the iceberg where he, you know, he finally get that he got that one in. So you know, maybe he get a one or two against Wentz, you know, coming up Sunday. Um, and he just started Never. collecting some picks. But I, I, I kind of like the fact. I, I, me personally, I'm looking at. It, I kind of like the fact that he's not getting that. It's not about the picks right, right. so early in the season, and it's more about his his better technique. Um, being able to shut him. down these corners. Right, they're not trying him. Um, yeah, because they, you know, last year they were like, okay, he, we're going to try him. It's either boom or bust. He's going to either get a pick or, you know, it's going to be uh, to the house. Yeah. This year he's doing more of a lockdown. I'm defending. I'm submitting myself as, a, you know, as a, a lockdown corner, not just somebody that, you know, it's not luck. There's a lot of people who say, oh, he got, even though it was 11 interceptions, that's not luck. And nobody's booked, but you know how they do when it comes to players with a star on their helmet. It's always, it's not skill. It was just, oh, it just happened to be in the right place. But this, like, from Chase to um, whoever, Sterling Show, whoever it was, whoever was on, whoever the Giants had out there, or even with the Bucks, with, um, even though what's the name scored on him, but he's just, it's not the same thing where he's he's given up twenty five yard uh receptions and then making up for it with a pick maybe the next series or the next series after that where you can forget about it. It's consistent. I'm shutting down these guys to let y'all know that it's not a fluke and you know. And that's great in my opinion, because um, it just adds to the fact that that front seven is easy to get to get home. If you got them guys out there, you know, covering and nothing is there, you ain't going to be able to sit back there and make something up or, or try to create something. Or I, I think they need to clean up the middle of the field. I didn't appreciate Daniel Jones looking like Mike Vick out there. But I understand how them plays break down, so I'm not really too concerned about it at all. Um, but I wanted to – I heard I was watching – um forget what it was it was either espn or one of those fs1 i was watching a youtube clip and it was giving praise to dan quinn it was giving praise to kellen moore but they stopped short of giving praise to mike mccarthy do you think mike mccarthy should get praised three weeks in because maybe not because of the undisciplined um penalties that we are current or should he get Praise because he is the head coach, um, and you know they're doing things right so far. Nah, I think he really should get praised because I think now, since he's been a head coach of the Cowboys, uh, he's seven and seven without that, and that's very good because the previous uh, coach. Before um, Jason Garrett was like one in sixteen without Romo, and I think before Dad came, or whatever. Um, mm. so that's a huge jump. That's a huge um, improvement as far as coaching. That just shows he can win without you know his franchise quarterback. If his franchise quarterback um, is missing a game or a few games, um, and then also like I was saying last week. Um, it seems like he's um, more involved with the offense um, somehow mm-hmm. in the game plan, like helping Keller Moore be more disciplined um, in the game plan. So it seems like whatever he's doing 
Um, it seems like it's helping Cameron because, like I said, he called a really good, great game um, Monday night. And uh, I just seems like, you know, maybe he's telling him, like, um, you know, you know the, fifth, the first 15 script plays, maybe he's telling him, like, um, hey, like, you know, maybe we have one of those two or three good plays that was positive yardage on the script plays, and maybe he's telling him, like, hey, come back to that, you know, later on in the game. And then I think um, – I can't remember who was saying it. I don't know if it was Nick Eatman or um, Broadus, but they were saying um, that I think it was – I can't remember if it was when we was down 6-13 to 13 and we was at the goal line or if we was up – I mean, or if we was tied 13-13 and we was near the goal line. He was telling Kellen Moore, hey, we got we got four plays to get a touchdown. Basically just telling him, like, be prepared in case we have to go for the fourth down. We're going for the fourth down. You know, we're not keeping the field, though, so have your plays ready. So stuff like that, like letting Kellen Moore know, like, you know, what's going on, like giving him, like, hey, you know, we're going to go for it on this certain down or, you know, this down a distance. So um, that I believe he really should uh, get praise. But like I said, the only negative thing is really is the penalty. We have to clean it up. Like we have to try to be a more disciplined Thing because especially we can't have the penalties on offense because you know right now with rush it will be hard to like make up those yardage when we have you know like a third and fifteen or third and twenty you know what I'm saying or a second alone uh, you know just with rush back there um you just don't want to keep moving your offense back there especially if you're getting positive yardage um the defense had some um penalties too that they needed to clean up um. As well, some of them was questionable. Um, same thing with some of them on offense, but um, but yeah, he definitely deserves some praise because, like I said, he's seven and seven without that in the lineup. So I mean, you can- I definitely didn't know that. I didn't know that stat, but definitely put it that way. Yeah, I definitely give him praise because uh, you know people been on him, uh, myself included, um, for the performance of the team. So definitely want to. Um, you know, give that praise to the head coach when things are looking like they're going in the right direction. Hopefully they keep going in the right direction. Uh, we got um, Washington on Sunday. Um, I was, they was talking, saying that uh, Dak got his stitches out his uh, thumb and he was, uh, you know, gripping a football, lightly throwing the football around, nothing too serious. And he was saying that um, he wanted to come back for the Rams game. Um at, which is right after, you know, Washington game. Do you think that's too early? Um, you think they kinda, do you think they need to bring him back? Being Well, say this. Sunday comes. Cooper Rush still looks um, serviceable. We get the win. Do they rest him the week after that? Or do you just go full, full go with the same plan of, okay, when he's ready, if he's ready for the Rams, then we're just going to put him out there. Or do you do the caution thing and say, we're going to wait another week and we'll bring you back for that Eagles game because we really need, we'll probably really need you for that Eagles game, even though Cooper Rush looked good against Washington. How do you think they play that? Um, I just think, um, I guess it's just going to depend on, like, how they say, like, they said, like, you got, uh, a little bit of swelling that needs to go down, and then this is after that, it'll just be more about get his strength up with his thumb, being able to grip the ball because you know you can't grip the ball, um, you can't throw the ball unless you can grip it real good. So, um, I, I think it just depends on um, 
how next week looks as far as with the swelling, how he's gripping the ball from like how does a week make a you know how much difference does a week make um this week versus next week with him gripping the ball and then um how he looks in practice if he does indeed practice and what does Brent um Brent Brown think uh the the trainer um the guy the guy that gets them um prepared to get back on the field uh, I just feel like he with Brent I trust him because. I've never known Brent to put a player out there um, when they're not 100% ready or when they're not um, when he feels like they're not uh, ready to uh, you know, play. But I, I can see it both ways. Uh, I can understand why he probably would want to get back uh, the Rams game, you know, because that is a um, a good uh, test, you know, as far as as far as the defense wise, uh, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Well, I don't know, you maybe want to be careful because you, know, you got Aaron Donald, but I mean, shoot, uh, the next week, you got Fletcher Cox and the big joint. You got Fletcher Cox, so it don't matter. I mean, it really yeah. don't matter, you know, and then I feel like if they insert Peters in left guard, I feel like that big body, he should be able to, like, help contain, um, you know, help contain Donald, uh, you know, with that power between him and Tyler. But, um, yeah, like I said, it's just – it just depends on how he looks on um, practice. If he doesn't do deep practice, like I said, and just how you know how the thumb correspond, how he's throwing the ball, is there is there velocity with the ball, is there accuracy with the ball? You know, if he does indeed maybe get tapped on the thumb or hit on the thumb, is it affecting him? I'm pretty sure when he comes back, maybe he'll have like a protective um glove or something like that. that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember when Russell Wilson came back last year. I think he might have wore like a splinter, like some type of. Protective on the mm-hmm. thumb. Yeah, they usually do that. They'll put a protective over the thumb, even if it's healed. Right. That way, it's like a compression thing yeah, right. where it'll absorb hits yeah. for the most part. Um, but yeah, you know, it just you know that Eagles game um, is definitely going to be important. Um, and then you know, I think the Rams game still is going to be important because you know that's an NFC game, and you never know as far as later down the line and playoff line. You know, you might need that. Yeah, that's a tiebreaker right there. Could be. Um, then, you know, a lot of people might be like, well, if you bring, well, if you, you know, Rush looks good and you bring her back and you don't look too good, you know, versus, you know, the, the Mexican Eagles and Rams. I'm like, man, you can't, like, really worry about that. If Kellen Moore and them, like, call the same exact game plan that they're doing now with Rush, making sure you keep the run game going and do make mm-hmm. action with it. And design plays to where you're getting your playmakers open and receivers open. Um, I think he'll be all right. And I think, really, I honestly think the O line is really gelling now with him being out. So it might be a blessing in disguise with that when he comes back. He might have, he should have that protection. Yeah, Tyler is playing better than what he was playing week one. Then if you answer Peters, he should be better. By the time that I come back, and then you know we'll get McGovern back. You know, even though I'd rather have Peters um, start over McGovern, uh, but you know you can use McGovern that little hawk package they like to use if they want to go. Um, uh, you know that hawk package they they have McGovern that fullback and everything. So yeah, so you definitely, I definitely uh, could see that. I I thought myself, I probably would wait. Um, I probably give him an extra two weeks. Um, in my opinion, especially 
uh, how this Sunday goes. If they go in there, if they, you know, Washington and they beat Washington handily with, uh, with Rush under center, then I probably, I would, then I would say go ahead and give him an extra week and just get that Eagles game, um, going with him under center. And that'll give them that extra week, additional week. Now, Sunday, if they go in there and it looks crazy against Washington and for some reason the O-line falls or falls apart or Cooper Rush does some crazy nonsense, uh, then, yeah, you may want to, you know, ramp it up for them. But I, I'm always, I always, you know, lean to the side of making sure somebody is, is close to 100% as possible, especially with that. Is, I... I don't want to put the label on him, but that injury prone is is, is a whisper uh, with him. Right. So, you know, from the ankle to the shoulder to the um, thumb now, it's been something for the last couple seasons. So I want to get him close as possible to 100%. And like you said, that O-line is gelling, so he should definitely feel better being under center and being protected and, and able to – go through his progressions the proper way, which is something I think I hopefully, as I heard him say, um, and just to segue into this next point, I heard he was talking about having the headphones on and listening to the plays being called and watching Cooper Rush. He was trying to clean up the bullshit that Steve Young has said as to how he can utilize uh, Cooper Rush being out there. Uh, but I do understand what he's saying, being able to uh, sit and watch and see maybe uh, see how somebody else does it and then implement that. I personally think he should have been, his seven years in, he should have been able to do the things that he's talking about, but if it took this injury for you to sit on the sideline and watch, then you know, more power to you. As long as we can get W's, I'm fine with it. I just, yeah, no, I, just feel I would like, do those uh, two weeks. I just feel like you know, we ask him when, we, when he's when he do play, we actually play hero ball too much instead of like, like you, you see, they're not asking Rush to do that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I just feel like hopefully this is maybe this injury is a blessing in disguise with Dak and the team for Dak for the things he said. You know, with the headset, just understanding like it could be so simple, just not trying to do too much. Um, and then with the Cowboys. You know, with more, um, you know, just make the game plan to the strength of your quarterback and not asking him to be a hero every single play to get you out of, um, you know, long distance. You know what I'm saying? Long distance. Down. Yeah. Sometimes what they say, simple, stupid is good. Yeah. Just real simple to the point, nothing too extravagant. So we'll see. Um, as I know, Dak get back out there and Cooper and um, not Cooper, um, Kellen Moore. He wants to start doing trick plays, throwing the ball from side to side, faking the run, throwing it back to Dak. And it's like, what? This wasn't what we was doing. This wasn't what was going on the last couple of weeks. It was simple. We running, we running, we running. We got pass plays. We do a couple screens, and but it was simple, simple, stupid. Keep it the same way for Dak. And I think that works for the team because the team, there's a, then that becomes a flow. That becomes something that they're, okay, this is what we're doing. But 
we'll see. Hopefully they learn their lesson. Hopefully Dak, you know, I, like I said, when he gets back, he looks confident. Um, and it doesn't look rattled back there. And we'll see what happens. You know, all we can do is pray for the best, hope for, hope for the best with this team because we always get the worst. As soon as we start seeing light at the end of the tunnel, here comes the storm coming in, something else. So, but we'll see how that goes. Um, who else? And the Eagles, three weeks in, I, I, I hate to say it, but I got to believe the hype a little bit uh, watching them. They look real balanced. Um, defense looks like uh, legit up front. As always, Fletcher Cox is a, is a beast, disturbing uh, presence. Uh, you got the wide receivers, both Devon, uh, Devonta Smith kind of had a coming out party uh, this past weekend. Um, and what you think? Um, yeah, they legit serious because they was they ranked them. I think was what first in the um, rankings or third, one of the two, uh, uh, top three uh, NFL team. Um, and I think they ranked them first in the NFC and had the they are like second and um, what is it in the percentage to win the NFC outright, not just the NFC East, the NFC in totality. So I kind of, you know, I hate to say it because I hate their asses, but yeah, they, they, they got something going. Yeah, they look good. Um, but <laughs> I honestly think Jacksonville is going to beat them Sunday. Doug Peterson, you think so? Yeah, Doug, Doug Peterson going back to Philly. You know, he know he going to want to prove a point. Trevor Lawrence looks good. This I think this four game stretch right here that they're about to have, I would I think we can really judge them and see if they're really who they are or who you know these analysts claim they are because they got the Jaguars um this week. Um Jaguars defense is really is really good. Um and um and like I said, Trevor Lawrence is playing real well, so I just want to see them play against, you know, like a a top uh, quarterback um, or a good quarterback. And the Jaguars are actually scoring points. So, um, and then like I said, the defense is good, followed by the, the rookie Devin Lloyd. I think that's his name. Uh, he's mm-hmm. he's really like really emboldening um, that uh that uh defense. Um, and it just seemed like Doug Peterson got them playing real better than what um, they was playing, you know, last year. But like I said, they got the, the Jaguars on uh, Sunday. Um, they got the Cardinals away. You know, we'll see. The Cardinals don't look too too good. But, you know, you never know what them playing at home and what Kyle Murray doing. And then, of course, they got us. And then they play the Steelers. So, you know. Yeah, it's a good four game stretch to see if they legit or not. How they come out, they you know come out five hundred or, or or worse. Then yeah, definitely that'll show exactly who they are. And by then you should know anyway. What's that? Seven weeks. Yeah. And you should definitely know who's who, who's for real, who's not for real in the NFL. Um, but you know, I was watching them. Um, I you know I watched Jalen Hurts. Um, 
he looked better throwing the deep ball. Uh, looked uh, much stronger um, than last year. A lot of times he was throwing the deep ball and they was uh, coming up a couple yards short than the receiver. Uh, so he looks a lot better with that. Um, of course, he's always got the run game uh, with him. He's always a threat to run. But I don't know if you, definitely. Down, down, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I, I think I saw it on Twitter too. Uh, this point out. They kind of like um, do most of their scoring in like the first half, and then but when the second half comes, they don't score as much points as they do in the first mm. half. So I find that interesting too, as well. So I don't know what, what that's all about. So I'm kind of interested to see, you know, how that how that goes. But it should be interesting. It looks like it's going to be, again, another season of a um, two-team race in the NFC East. Um, come, and I, at this point, it probably come down to the last couple weeks of the season. Unless, you know, one of the two, unless we or the, or the Eagles implode, the Giants, the 2-1, that's more of a fluke to me. And I was thinking that the whole time, watching them with the first two games that they won, I was like, they damn near lost both of those games. Um, almost lost both of those games. They so, um, but we'll see. Got another week coming up with football. Take a look at this schedule. Um, see what's going on. You play. Um, you play fantasy. Are you in? Are you interested? You play fantasy at all? Fantasy football. Hmm. Yeah, I play fantasy. You yeah, you do. Yeah, I I noticed. When you play fantasy, you pay attention to the whole league as opposed to just your team. So uh, definitely, um, and that's why I was saying uh, before we got on, I was like, this, see, this week was kind of trash. I was looking at it from a fantasy standpoint. A lot of non-scoring opportunities for the players. Uh, so hopefully for both of us, yeah, I got, a Justin, week I got Jefferson and he ain't doing nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? I'm like, come on, bro. Like, I got you, man. You know, Lamar, I got Lamar. He's like, he's been helping me. You know, I got Lamar as my quarterback. But that's the Jefferson killing me. Bro, I got in a couple of my teams, I got Mahomes. I got um, Cooper Cup on a couple of my teams. And I'm like, all right, I should win a couple of these games. They putting up. Like pedestrian numbers compared to what they usually do, so I'm like, yeah, definitely this week wasn't that good because I think Cooper Cup had like four catches for 44 yards, and then he had a rushing touchdown. Not even a uh, he didn't catch a touchdown. He rushed for for like 20 yards. One, I think he had one rush for like 20 yards and a TD. So I'm like, yeah, I was watching. And I said, yeah, this is trash this week, um, but we'll see. It should pick up. Especially trying to win all of these, get some money for the holidays coming up. Um, so that should be good. But what um your NBA team? Who is your NBA team? I never really had an NBA team, man. Like ever since you know growing up, uh, you know I caught, I caught like you know I was like what uh, six, seven, eight, Jordan, like you know last two. So, you know, I watched him, and then I was a big Iverson fan. Like, that's, like, my favorite player ever. Mm. So, whatever team, you know, I would root for the 76ers, and then, you know, we got traded to Denver, you know, I was root for them. So, I really don't have a team. I just have a favorite player. So, of course, Steph Curry is my favorite player. So, 
I root for the Warriors. So you root for the Warriors. Yes, I root. Oh man. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, my my daughter is a huge Warriors fan. She get on my nerves <laughs> all day, yeah. especially the fact that I'm a huge Knicks fan. So and we've been trashed for as long as I can remember. And they Warriors win championships. She in my face. Ah, when last time I won a championship. Yeah, I'm like you on punishment. Go to room. But now the um, NBA season starting up. They just had uh, the um, training camps open. So definitely something that uh, we're going to touch on moving forward. But I just wanted to know who you wrote Warriors, which is cool. I'm a Knicks fan. So definitely conversations to be had with that. Um, and then, you know, as the news starts to come out, what do you think about um, – how Brooklyn is going to look um, with all the controversy over the summer. You think that'll boil over to the court or they'll be able to put that to the side and play? Being the fact Durant don't want to be there, you know, Kyrie and his nonsense, and then you got Ben Simmons, who's a whole nother uh, headache. You think the three can coexist from the jump? Uh, I don't Like, you know, Kyrie and I think KD – to carry them, but they to me they just don't got like overall like team that that wise you know they're just two power like two star heavy you know with Kyrie and KD like you know you know Ben Simmons ain't played what two two years yeah about two years yeah so, you know we don't know how you look we already know he can't shoot three so you know uh, mm. so yeah I don't you know I you know I don't see them like really making much noise in the Eastern Conference because, like I said, they're just Kyrie and Katie, and they don't have, to me, they don't have, like, depth-wise as far as, like, you know, coming off the bench and then the other the other two or three, you know, like the you know, center power forward or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just don't see, you know, those, you know like Miami and, uh, you know, seven six and probably, you know, Milwaukee, you know, yeah. I, like I can that. see them I see them like 5th seed 4th seed only because I want to see I, like I said I want to see how the dynamic is with all three of them on the court and then I want to see the mental space that they're in because me personally I never looked at Durant or Kyrie as being mentally strong when it comes to um, you know being able to block out what people say being able to play through adversity um, it's always a cop out. It's always an excuse. It's always something with them two, and it's never even even coming coming going to New York. I'm like, you go to New York, you gonna want to go to the Mecca, which is the Knicks, regardless of, of whatever the records are. But you want to embrace the actual city. You cop out and go to the little brother and try to make them big brother. That don't work. They always gonna be little brother. Look at the last three years. Brooklyn is always on the bottom of the newspaper. The Knicks, regardless of what their record is, always got the back page. But these are the things where I look at it and I say, are you mentally prepared for what comes with being that guy? Like, both of them are great when somebody else is the guy, i.e. Kyrie was great with LeBron. Durant is great, but he was able to do his things. But Steph Curry was there. Steph Curry was the, was the face of that franchise. I don't care how great you think Durant is, Steph Curry was the face of the franchise. You left the franchise because you couldn't be that guy because you wasn't homegrown superstar. 
So you left and you ran, you tuck tail, you go to Brooklyn, and you bring with you a guy who tuck tail from Cleveland, ran to Boston, told him something, then tuck tail, and went to Brooklyn. And now both of y'all are saying, we don't want to be in Brooklyn. So I'm like, at some point, you got to shut people up and go out there and do what you do. But I don't, this team, last year's team, I think if they would have did that with last year's team, I could have seen them win the chip. This year's team, it doesn't feel the same. And I think it's, and I think it'll be some players will look at them differently. Like, do we really follow you into the rabbit hole? You know, are you going to be the leaders that we need? Cause we seen how it played out over the summer. Durant, you was ready to get out of here. You ain't care about, you know, the people that was here. Kyrie, you couldn't get vaccinated. You ain't play. But until like later on in the year. So do we really trust that when times get tough, you know, we can always just throw the ball to you and you can score. But what about putting the team together? What about coming together, camaraderie, things of that nature? So, but we'll see. But like I said, I think they'll be like fifth. Like I still got Milwaukee up, up there. Boston I had up there. But with the coach situation where they made Udoka, they got this guy, new guy, even though he's a, um, he's a Brad Stevens guy. Um, Brad Stevens, I hired him a few years ago. So he knows Brad Stevens, um, you know, playbook and things of that nature. But how does that work with a new voice? Last season, y'all made it to the finals and obviously he pushed the right, Udoka pushed the right buttons to get y'all to play for him. How long does it take for this guy to do the same? And can he do the same? And all the players into it where, you know, we want to play. We want to play. We want to be here. I don't know what the situation is because, you know, they give out the nonsense. They don't really give you everything to happen. But, you know, it takes effect on players. I'm playing, you know, I played for this guy. You know, we broke bread. We, we did what we were supposed to do with him. And now he's gone. And now you're telling us to go ahead and, do it with somebody else. Who knows? So, but it's a whole lot of, you know, stories, even with the Suns on the Western Conference. How does that play out? The owners are racist. And then you got Aiton and the coach. They arguing game seven. They, he come out and say, I haven't spoken to coach since game seven. How does that work? How do you not speak to a guy? And then y'all was ready to let him walk anyway to Indiana, but y'all wound up matching it. But y'all didn't show him no love. So you got black players on that team, white owner, racist. I watched the um the press conference they had for the training camp. Them guys look like somebody died, like their best friend or, or dog died doing them interviews. So, you know, it's going to be a whole lot of different things because them things take effect on people, man. So... It's going to be good, and, you know, we're going to delve into it more as we go through this uh, this season on Talk Nights Podcast. But I just wanted to touch on a few things, basically see who your team was. That way, when we get back on, you know, we can keep track of what's going on with those two teams and everything else in the league. Uh, so, but definitely good having you every week. Definitely uh, appreciate all your knowledge. Um, and we're going to be back next week doing the same thing, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate y'all listening. Definitely tell a friend to tell a friend. Talk Nice Podcast is back. 
on all platforms. We here, me and my guy, Corey, Mr. Selfmade 80, on Twitter, on Instagram. Y'all know Bezo, Instagram, Twitter, follow, uh, follow Talk Nice Podcast on Instagram. And, uh, you know, hit that play button. We need all the listeners and, uh, we can get. So definitely appreciate everything. Corey, if you got something you want to say to the people, go ahead and let them know. Everything you said, man, just continue, you know, checking out our podcast each week, you know, um, tell everybody to check it out, everybody listen. Um, hopefully we come back next week, you know, with another Cowboys W against that C team, you know. Yeah. That definitely, 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 uh, definitely need that uh, get up in the uh, NFC East uh, up 2-0 uh, in the columns there. So, but definitely people. Appreciate y'all. As always, talk to me nice, talk to me politely, but always talk to me. And we out of here, you heard?